everyone and welcome to the latest Fancast episode. It's Little Dan here. They've let me have the reins tonight. It's as chaotic as our match against Arsenal. 2-1 win at Molyneux. Tonight I've got with me Andy, Jordan and Kim going to help me run through how we got the win. Whether there was divine intervention or not, these, these are the guys who are going to run us through it. So, 2-1. Before the game, lineups came out. Walls reverted back to a four at the back. Cody and Bolly centre-halves. Centre what was your thoughts on that, Andy? I I love the fact that our admin team at the Wolves just like to troll the fans now. Like, there's no way that Neto was ever going to be playing left wing back, but they stick it in there. I quite appreciate that level of shithousery. I, I think for the actual team, considering we haven't got a left back fit at the moment, it was probably as good as it could possibly be. I mean... I suppose you could have argued maybe put Semedo over to the left and Traore playing at right wing back, but we beat Arsenal playing four at the back before, so why not go at him again, I think. Jordan, you, you see sort of Max Kilman or Neto as the, as the left-sided defender at Wolves tonight. And what, what's your thoughts there? Was, there? was there even any possibility that Nuno might have done something outrageous and had Neto left wing back? Um, I'll pray he didn't, but how it's been going recently, I thought it wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me to see our most creative player playing left wing back, would it? Yeah, really, playing an extra 20 yards back. Um, yeah, like I say, best out of bad situation. I don't think who like Hover did anything wrong necessarily against Palace, but a bit too safe for me. Um, and Samara kept co- coming inside, and we, we just we were so out of you know, we weren't balanced last week against Palace, so yeah, before the game. I was quite happy with it, seeing Kilman left back. Uh, we'll get on to his performance, I'm sure. It ain't his fault, but I don't really want to see him at left back ever, ever again, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's not one for the football purists having Max Kilman left back. I'm, I don't know how long Sais is going to be out for, but he's, if Marcel and Johnny Castro-Otto are not back anytime soon, we, we've missed a trick not getting a left back in this this window. I don't know what Scott Goldborn's doing, but we've missed a trick. Um, Kim, Neves, Martinho, centre mid, your favourite, Den Donker doesn't make the 11. How happy were you with that? Um, I suppose you could say I was pleased that Den Donker didn't start. Um, I don't think he deserved, you know, with his performances lately, obviously he didn't deserve to start at all. I would have liked to have, this is before the, the, the start of the game, I would have liked to have seen Otisawi start with Neves, I thought. Um, but, yeah, obviously, as we go into the game, we quickly saw that, I suppose, Matinho didn't have one of his off games, didn't, didn't spray any passes out of play like he did um, in the last game. So, yeah, I suppose you could say I was happy in terms of at least Neves came back um, who I would have hoped that could control the midfield a little bit more. You know me, guys. I'm I'm naturally quite negative when it comes to Wolves. What what is everyone seeing in Otisari that he seems to be an answer compared to what Dendonka brings? Because to me, they're both gangly, run about the pitch, but I don't see much technical ability from Otisari so far to justify him starting games for us. Personally, I think with Otisari, it's more it's the unknown. Like, he could be a world beater. We don't know how shit he is yet. Like, we've only seen him in fits and starts. And when you look at the players that we've seen getting extended runs in the team, what is he doing wrong to not get a run out over Matinho or Dendonka, who, for the 
obviously I know tonight's a different game, but over the last few weeks they've both been terrible. So why not give him that opportunity? And I think when he came on um, against Chelsea to make his debut in his proper position, I believe, centre midfield, I know he's been playing at centre-back in the 23s, I think he did really well. Um, but if I, if I remember rightly, since then, he, he's been played like off the striker and God knows where else, apart everywhere apart from his actual position. So I, before the game, I would have liked to have seen him sort of start in, in alongside Neves. We were sort of under the cosh for the sort of first maybe 15, 20 minutes. Mikhail Sacco at the post. Um, it, it did seem that we were struggling to get a foothold in the game. The, the guy one in front, do you feel it's going to be one of those nights where the floodgates was going to open against us, George? I, I, I texted my mate during the game and I said that first 15, 20 minutes felt like peak walls when we used to go to Pride Park uh, when they used to stuff us four or five. Every time we went forward, I just thought, goal. It was like Tom Ince and Chris Martin had come all the way back to give me fucking nightmares. If uh, was Johnny Russell just causing oh, yeah. all the nightmares. <laughs> Literally, honest to God, I was watching it. I I'd just shit myself every time I went forward. And I think, let, let's let's not beat around the bush. Like, in terms of, I firmly, I was one that said, look, before the game, we just need to get our best attacking players out on the pitch. Cut. Create, create chances, take them, and that's the best way to play. I firmly believe after watching that, and again, we've won the game, and I don't want to be negative because, you know, it's first winning eight, but I don't think we've got the squad to play a back four. Like, the back four and, the well, basically, Matinho and Neves tonight in terms of, if we just haven't got the players, like, we've got to get Adama, Pedence, Neto, Willie and Jose on the pitch, but, God, we 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 look so shaky at the back. Like it, we we won't like so. We won't, well, we never. I don't think relegation was ever a real, real question. But um, we need if we want to play for you know this style of football going forward, we need to get we need to make three, four signings next next summer at the back and give ourselves a foundation just to be able to play. Like you see, what Man United have done. Like Man United are getting the best out of the out of the team now and getting results because. They put Fred and McTominay in front of the back four, not not to be fancy, just to break up play, screen the defence, and let the better players play. You know, your Brunos, your Rashfords, Cavani's, Marshalls, Pogba's. They're doing the dog work, and that's almost what I feel like you need in this system. You need two shutlers to protect the back four, and also you need proper centre halves there. And yeah, look, I don't want to go too much into it, but. I think that's something that does need addressing. I think every Wolves fan knows it as well. We need to address the back four moving forward. We've commented numerous times about the, the, the recruitment policy, which has quite visibly gone wrong. With If we were transitioning to a back four this season, why, why we haven't brought in a proper centre-back to, to go alongside Bolly? Um, where do we go forward with this? Do we persevere with a back four again against Leicester? I, I, it seems disastrous to even think about contemplating that with, like what you said, with the midfield that we've got and the the lack of a left back at the moment. I'd I'd say yes because, sorry Kim, I was just going to say I'd say yes just because Vard is out. So you haven't got to worry hmm. too much about a threat behind. Like they played a false nine on uh, the weekend, so yeah, you don't have to worry about too much of them running behind you. So I would carry on with it, and I think. Um, 
I, I don't fear it's going down. So if this is if this is the future, you might as well play it. And look, we might get beat four or five a couple games. We might concede three, four, five, but you've got to persevere it. Sorry, Kim. No, that's right. No, all I was going to say was, to be fair though, is it just the formation? Because in that first half, we weren't even closing players down. I feel like we weren't at it at all. Like, and I'm not saying that's a lack of um, passion necessarily, but I think it's a lack of it, it. It was a lack of confidence, personally. I think, and I think even if we played a back five in the first half. We weren't getting close to them at all. I'm not sure that the formation would have affected how we played in the first half, personally. Albeit, you could say if we'd have played Kilman, not at left back and at centre back, then we might have looked a bit more balanced. But yeah, I, th- I, I agree with you in the sense that a back four definitely makes us more open and we don't have the centre backs to play it. But at the same time, I think we, we have to just try and persevere with it because I feel like we could still go on a run and score some goals. So I'm, I've gone the opposite way now, just keep going with it, I'd say. Yeah, it's, it's difficult to get that balance, I think, because when we play with three up front, there's no cohesion between the front three. So do you sacrifice attacking cohesion for defensive solidity? Or do you think, OK attack is the best form of defence and we'll try and get a couple of goals and hope we don't concede too many. But as Jordan said tonight, like we had three attacks against us. They hit the post for the first one, they scored with the second one that was disallowed and then scored a proper with the third one. So it's about finding that balance and yeah, we haven't got the players for it. And I do think the midfield is going to be key to protecting it. You'd hope someone like Dendonka would be the shield that we need. When we've seen him play as a defensive midfielder, he's done a very good job. But it's not the role that Nuno seems to want him to play. He wants him to get forward, which I find odd because he cannot shoot for shit. So I don't know why he wants him in the box all the time. I think it's purely because he's the only one out of the three first-team centre midfielders that can get up and down the pitch. Like in terms of, you know, Neves and Matinho, the technicians, and Dendonka's the only one who can break the box. And Dan said it on the last podcast um, about, you know, if we had Thomas Suchek, or, you know what I mean? It's that, mm. we haven't got that sort of body, but you need, you know, look, okay, what, like my argument there with the four-two-three-one. you look at West Ham, they've got two sitters, they've got Royce and Suchek. Suchek mm. actually pops up and gets goals, but I think you've got to get a fact to play it well. We're not we're not a team, we're not Man City, we're not Liverpool, we're not going to have 80% of the possession of the ball every game. So I almost feel like if you want to play this system, you've got to have just two that are just going to do dog work. And then Donker can do that. But we need, I think it'll be interesting to see in the summer whether even if Neves is there, if you want to persevere with this, Neves is obviously a class act on the ball, but I, I don't know if he's the right sort of player to play that system. That would be my question. No, I agree with that. My one thought, it's never even sort of been attempted once, obviously because it's always been Neves and Matino have always been fit. We talk about two defensive midfielders whom, to, to put it politely, you want two shithouses. Why have we never tried Sais and Dendon doing that job? Two proper out centre midfielders who now has to do the ugly work. Both whom do box-to-box. Both have got a decent scoring record for defensive midfielders. You know, it's just an option. The jury is still out on Nelson Semedo. 
he was at fault for the first goal, but was I thought he, he did okay up until that moment. Thought he had a decent game tonight. I, I thought he was an outside shot for man of the match. If you take away his contribution to their goal, he was outstanding, overlapping, playing the ball and moving on, creating space, getting into the middle, had a shot. He was like playing at number nine at one at one point. He was front and centre. I thought he had a really good game. And he's getting he, better he drove better us on so many times during that game, uh, just through pure effort. He, he seemed to be one of the ones where things were going against us. He was still trying his best. He may mm. not have come off a lot of times, but he was always the one who, who was attempting to drive us on. And I was really impressed with his attitude tonight. This, what I said before the game was, I would have took a point before the game tonight. I just wanted to see a reaction to Saturday because I thought Saturday was massively demoralising. And I thought, even after we went 1-0 there, Nelson Semedo was was still the one who was trying to get us forward. What was your thoughts on Samido tonight, Kieran? I know you're not a massive fan, usually. Um, no, to be honest, I do agree. Like, I do think he had a decent game. Um, and in terms of, you know, as you say, driving, driving the team forward. And, you know, he did have that sort of effort that the other players didn't have. But I'd still think, you know, for the, for the goal, it was just... it was painful to watch and I still still don't trust him defensively I still think he gets caught out too many times positionally and I just dread every time a, a winger goes up against him actually I, I don't know why I just do and, and and to be fair he does defend some situations well I'm not going to say he's atrocious but sometimes he doesn't he doesn't do himself justice he does look awful defensively um, but then, yeah, on the other hand, I thought he did well. He had one shot, didn't he? The, um, the goal he parried at one point in the first half. But, yeah, I wouldn't go as far as man of the match, but I thought he, he did okay. Um, but I'm guessing most people will remember his, his performance tonight for that, that error for the goal. Thoughts on um, Nelson tonight, Andy? I thought he was great. Like, outside shot for man of the match. I know he had that one cock up, but... Yeah, I thought he was really good. Gordon? Um, yeah, I like, I like Samedo. I, do, I really do. Like the, sla- the slander when he got when he first came was fair, but um, he pla- you know it, up until the goal. I mean, are we going to break the goal down, or are we going to get onto that? Or should I just you, say you get your spider and dig in, Jordan? <laughs> your time, go for it. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Uh, he was great, and then that goal, uh, just if you saw that down the players down Wimbledon on a Sunday, you'd be fuming. You really would. You wouldn't be able to go show your face in the pool bar after that. It was just embarrassing when it between him, Neves, Cody. Uh, Cody was screaming at the ref instead of trying to defend, and I don't really know what he was trying to do. Um, but you can't do that, can you, as professional footballers? Like, and again, that was his blip, and. I don't want to get caught up on it. We've won the game. I'm not being negative, but he's got to do better, hasn't he? I think it's lapses of concentration with him. That's what it is. Like I think he's. I think there's a real good player in there, but some of the stuff he does is quite basic errors. And uh, yeah, I'm sure it'll come. It will come. But um, yeah, that goal was a bit inexcusable, wasn't it? Really, from our point of view. I thought with the goal, like the ball back from Neves was fucking atrocious. Yeah, like it was good. a really difficult one for him to control. So the fact that when he lost it, I wasn't overly concerned. The issue was then, 
he never got back in front of Pepe. That that was where the issue was, is that Pepe was just beyond him at that point. So really, Cody needed to be doing more. And he just went through Cody like he wasn't there. But I've just seen, just to slightly backtrack on Samedo, uh, in the group chats, Adam Price has put in some stats from tonight's game from Samedo. He had the most touches, the second most passes, the most tackles, the most clearances, and the most blocks. So, like, he had an all-round good game for me, attacking and defending. What more can you ask from from? But then, at this level, you can't you can't be making those mistakes, can you? Like, you can't be getting megged and, and getting the, the the winger go past you like with that much ease. That's the most frustrating thing. He's almost got a mistake in him. But then 90, the 90 other percent of the game, he's, he's decent. So it's just frustrating. But then, to be fair to him, Neves and Cody were just as bad for that goal because okay. they were literally, mm-hmm. they, were, they were just standing off. And actually, I think that's worse than the fact that he just got into a complete, Samada got into a bit of a muddle and just got megged. Whereas Neves and Cody literally just stood there. So for me, that was, that was worse, the goal. Is there, is there no sort of appreciation for the lack, sorry, for the, for Nicolas Pepe getting himself in that position? If that would have been Traore, you'd have been saying fair play, in my opinion. It's good yeah, play, it was excellent it? work, yeah. It's good play. It's just, it's just when you, you know, it doesn't matter who you are, when, you, when someone picks the ball like 45 yards out, 40 yards out, and essentially runs through two men, and you, you skippers, I don't know what he was doing. It shouldn't happen, should it really? That, that's the frustration. It was just a bit easier, wasn't it? And the way that we've been going as well, as soon as that went in, I just thought, we've got the alarm bell started ringing. I just thought, we're in trouble here, big time. Do, you, do any, of, any of you think Rui could have maybe have done better? No. <clears throat> it, it was right in the corner of the goal. Like I, It would have been Superman if he'd have been able to get across that far. I would like to say angle, Rui, the, one, the one angle wasn't flattering for him, where he just sort he seemed to pull his hand away. And, I mean, Matt Murray would have got an hand to it, I'm sure. <laughs> and Stefan Postman, I'm sure, as well. Yeah. Now, I just want to say on Patricio, because we've, um, I think, collectively, that people have given him a bit of stick on here, um, myself included. Um, he made, made two really good saves in the first half, and he didn't have to do anything second half, to be fair to him, but you know, credit where it's due. I thought he made a cracking save when he pushed. Um, was it Saka? Was it Saka again? Or was it Pepe when he hit the bar before the scored? Was it Sa- Was it Pepe? He pushed onto the bar and went out for throwing. Um, yeah, look, I, I thought it was I thought it was good tonight in terms of what he had to do with his work, and uh, that's all we can ask for. Really, we're going to be giving up more chances, so we need him more than ever. To be honest with you, we'll carry on with four at the back. I think he's almost become a bit of a scapegoat. Actually, I don't think he's been, he hasn't exactly, he's not covered himself in glory in terms of like the last game. I thought he, uh, what was it, Palace, he could have, to, for me, he should have saved that. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, I think he's just gone from have, not having a lot to do in previous seasons, I suppose, and coming up with like the odd world he saved. To now, we're not like conceding hundreds of goals, but then the goals that we are conceding, it's like, mm, could he have? But I'm not... Well, one, John Ruddy's not going to come in, is he? Because he's hopeless, generally. And two, 
he's not been awful. I don't understand. Patricio's never going to come off his line, is he? That's just, he's never mm. done that in the whole time he's been here. And he's not one of these goalies that shouts a lot like Ruddy does. He doesn't, you know, organise the defence. But that's that's how he is. And he's not going to change that just because we're in a bad run of form. Um, so, yeah, I, I think he's he's done okay. Although he hasn't had, he hasn't had loads of worldly saves to make. It just seems that every shot that <laughs> goes near him, he kind of lets in. That's the, that's the conundrum, isn't it, really? I think that's one of the main ingredients of Project Fear that's going on in Wolves Twitter world at the moment, replacing Rui for Ruddy's. So I say he's never been a keeper that commands his box and his shot stopping has always been his main forte. And obviously recently has laying a lot more goals than what you'd expect of him, but he's still head and shoulders, probably one of the better goalkeepers in the league. So we could have been easily have been two, three nil down before Daniel Podence picks the ball up in his best number 10 position. Players William Jose free, which looks like he's going to break his duck in front of the North Bank. And out of nowhere, sideshow Bob appears. And <laughs> what, what's, your, what's your opinions on the, the, the penalty, Jordan? Enough contact? Is it a straight red? What's your thoughts? It's the rolling, isn't it? And it's the rolling. That's the thing, isn't it? I think it's a penalty. And, uh, you know, like I'm, I'm taking it unbiased now, watching it now. I don't necessarily, I don't think, I don't think he's meant to bring him down with his knee. He has, he has reached for him. He's tried to pull him back. And you know, but he didn't. He didn't reach him with his arm. He, his knee caught his leg, and I think I don't know. Being unbiased, it's a bit harsh, but the rules there, like it's a goal scoring opportunity. It wasn't a clear and obvious play for the ball, so it's a professional foul. So it's a red card, isn't it? Um, you know, it, it's it's just typical Arsenal, isn't it? Peak Arsenal when you think about it. Like they were in cruise control, weren't they? They just shot themselves in the foot, and you know, we've we had to capitalise on it and take advantage of it, and. Yeah, look, I thought, you know, that's where you want to see Pedence. That's where it can hurt teams. 30, 40 yards out on the turn, head up and picking past. Like, well, don't get me wrong, it wasn't like a unbelievable assist, but that's where you want Pedence playing. You don't want him shifted out on the right wing. He's ineffective over there. You want him affecting the game through the centre of the pitch. And it was a decent ball, like I say. And William Jose's done what all good strikers do, which is get your first step across the defender. They're either going to bring you down or they're going to get you, give you a free shot on goal. So, He's done everything he could as well. So, yeah, unfortunately, but I think he's a big card. Do you not think that um, Fabio Silva probably wouldn't have made that run? I'm not slating Fabio Silva, but I just don't feel like he would have. The, the yes, movement right, in terms right. of, I guess the movement that William, William made, that step across the defender to get his body in front of the ball and protect it is what Fabio did against the Albion to take his goal. So, look, look, I think William Jose has looked really impressive in his two starts for us. He's big, he's physical, he's strong. Um, he's definitely what we've been missing. And uh, it's a good signing for me so far. I think, I think he'll end up getting goals for us. Like, he's always in the box. He looks a threat when the ball goes in there as well. And I think it's a good signing. So, I'm hoping we end up signing him permanently in the summer because I think he's exactly what we need. I think and, the uh, ball sticks <clears throat> doesn't it? The ball, literally, you know, you never feel like he's going to lose the ball when mm. it comes to him. He's always going to 
hold it up whereas with fabio i'm not slaying fabio i don't want it to make sense i'm slaying fabio but sometimes he could you know due to his you know age inexperience he could lose the ball whereas you feel like if we need if we go back to five and we're playing i don't know liverpool man city way you feel like he could do a job of holding the ball up um, laying it off, just keeping it simple. Even if he doesn't score, I feel like he brings a lot, a lot to the team. Yeah, overall he was he was brilliant again, wasn't he? Flawless in every time he's asked to take control of possession for us, holding the ball up, just his basic passes and bringing our midfielders. Mm -hmm. When there was like two or three chances, he, he spread it to either Samado or Traore. Where recently we probably would have went back to Cody Bolling, ended up back at Rue before we run back up to. To silver when just constantly fighting ourselves, and uh, you know, I me, mean, I'm naturally negative. Ruben never steps up for the penalty. Was there ever any doubt that he was going to put it away, or was our season riding on this penalty? The problem is, is Neves has got a record of missing penalties, so I've got to admit, I was bricking it when he stepped up. I thought this is the keeper's going to save it, but actually, he's taken like one of the best penalties I've seen from a Wolves player in quite some time. Top corner job, sent the keeper the wrong way. It was perfect. And I'm hoping that you're right in saying that that is going to be like the penalty that's going to turn the season around. It definitely turned the game around for obvious reasons. But that's given us a platform to build on for the rest of the season now. We've needed three points desperately for quite some time, obviously. And now we've got them. Hopefully that will breed a little bit of confidence and they can take that forward into the next game and the next game after that. Was it squeaky bum time in the jury quarter, Kim, when he stepped up? Well, actually, I, I was on the Twitter admin, as you know, and before he'd scored the goal, I'd got my tweet ready that he'd scored. And then I thought, oh, I really shouldn't have done that because <laughs> I feel like he's going to miss now. And luckily, he scored. But And it was a great, great penalty. Um but, yeah, I felt like I'd almost jinxed us before, uh, before it even stepped up, to be fair. I'd literally been saying the last couple of days, I said it to a friend at work, you've got to get money on Nevers to score tonight because he's had a baby the other day. And it's just, it's always little things like that where you think, mm -hmm. you know, the, the fun in the mouth celebration, just daft little things that are foreseen happening. Did I bet on it? Did I? <laughs> so we go into half-time, one all. You're thinking, blimey, David Luiz has given us a Jack Gare, Jal free card there. Do you, are you envisaging Nuno making any changes at that point or are we just sticking with it and hoping that with the extra man advantage, we've got the attacking players to go and win the game, George? Um, we just, it was, for me, with the current run we're on, it was just, we're not probably going to get a better opportunity now. I just thought, you know what, you've just got to throw the kitchen sink at it here. Just, just win the game. Just go and win the game and, you know, what happened, happened, I guess. We'll get on to the goal in a minute. But, like I said, I've got no faith in us defending. Like, defending at the moment, like, we look quite poor, really, defensively. So, the only way to go was just keep on the front foot and just try and pin them back. And we did it, look. We did it, absolutely. So, fair play to them. So, yeah, that, that, was, my, that was my opinion at half-time, is you've just got to keep, you've got to throw the kitchen sink at it. So even if we'd have drawn at that point, it'd have felt like a defeat, wouldn't it, really, with how everything else had been going? It'd have just been so doom and gloom out there. And, uh, yeah, obviously, the magic man rolled back the years and uh, popped one in the top bins, didn't he? I'm not sure if there's a Portuguese, Portuguese equivalent of humble pie, but 
but Wolverhampton's <laughs> eating all inclusive tonight if there's if there is some in the Matinho oven. Um Andy, sum up his goal. It's unreal. Like we've seen him take some absolute dirge shots that barely get towards the goal, let alone let alone clear it. And he's just hit it so perfectly. Like I, I think if he hadn't have hit it like that, if it had been an inch any other way, that's not going in. The keeper's got it covered, all bar that one tiny sliver of the goal. And that's exactly where he's hit. Like, it was genuine perfection. It's what you associate with a player that you call the GOAT. And, and he showed tonight why he's had that moniker for so long amongst Wolves fans. I know his name's been dragged through the mud like, for the last few months. But tonight, yeah, like you say, rolled back the years and showed people that he can still do it. The thing that stood out for me mostly after his goal, and I know we had the, the men advantage, but he, even his intent and his driving us forward was a lot more noticeable tonight than it, than it was against Chorley, for instance, where they had a lot of men behind the ball, but he just seemed to be picking the safe pace too many times. Whereas tonight, the confidence just seemed to grow as soon as we took that lead tonight throughout the team. As, as I mentioned earlier, Adama Traore was causing Cedric nightmare after nightmare his calves and hamstrings will be sore tonight Cedric's will um, Kim what was your thoughts on Adama tonight? Um, hmm. Don't sound too excited He had <laughs> no I thought he had bursts of brilliance to a point but I don't I still can't get past the fact that he's just not the same player as last season um you could say he was promising the fact that he you know but cedric is like probably just slower than me he's just yeah like you'd expect him to go past <laughs> cedric wouldn't you really she's posted a couple of insta stories doing a 5k run and now she's faster than a premier league fallback yeah. <laughs> no, no, mo, mo, mo farrah the, the jewelry quarter <laughs> But this is the point. I'm not. I'm not fast. Endurance. I'm slow. But what I'm, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, Traore should obviously get past Cedric, but I still don't feel like he had. He he, he made enough of, you know. He they're down to nine men for God's sake. He he didn't do enough for me. Maybe I'm being harsh. Um, I still think there's more to come, and I still think I'd carry on playing him because he. he He's such a confidence player that you put him back on the bench now for Sunday and it's almost like it's back to square one. He needs a run of games again um, to get that confidence back, mm. I think. What was your thoughts on Adama tonight, Andy? I mean, apart from sort of actually getting an assist, I thought the majority of his balls into the box was quite promising for him tonight compared to usual. In the first half, and I think this was a trait of a lot of players in the first half, he didn't know whether he was going near post or far post and he kept getting caught in two minds consistently. And then I think as the game grew on and as everyone else got more confident, so did he. Like, like you say, he did have Cedric on toast numerous times. And once he's got that final ball worked out, and I know we've been saying this for a long time, but the assists will come. He does need to start getting a bit more centrally for me because that pace is just electric. If we can start to utilise that in other ways other than just getting dust, uh, chalk on your boots, like there is something else there with him. But obviously that's that'll come with time, hopefully. 
But yeah, I thought she had a, a decent game. I think the first half was just a little bit indifferent, personally. We've been asking for it for quite a long while now, and to a degree, it happened. The ball goes over the top, and Adama's chasing onto it. Leno comes out and does what he does. Can you can someone describe to me what is going through Leno's mind at that point? He's um he's come on it. It's obviously it, it's obviously wet. The ball's bounced up, and I just think he's gone. Oh shit! Like I think he just completely misjudged it, and he's gone. You know, he's looking at Troy Allray running on, thinking, well, it's a, if I if I let the ball go, it's a goal. I don't know what he was doing in terms of he's just misjudged it, hasn't he? But he probably has done the right thing, you know, from a, from his point of view. I mean, Troy Allray, he hadn't scored all season. He might have tripped over the ball. Who knows? But you'd like to think he'd put that away, wouldn't you? So, yeah, look, I think. Did you couldn't... used to be a goalie, Jordan? Because I don't know how you're even trying to give him any sort of defence here. He's had an absolute... Do you know them sort of films where an old war vet has a moment and they get frozen in time and all the deaths from previous times have gone by and he's just... I don't know what Leno was, thought he was doing or what he was attempting to do. He's, he could have used his head. He could have tried to... Just do anything, then use that part of his arm. It's <laughs> you, you talk as I said earlier. Wolves fans have been saying for ages now. Keep the faith. We've had a bit of divine intervention tonight because no way in a million years, if it, that, that was a repeated, Leno would do that again. No, he wouldn't. There's no reason for him to be where he was. There isn't any reason for it. But I think what's happened is he's got that far. He's committed, and I don't know what he's done. He's obviously committed, so he's got to carry on with the action. But then. I don't know, he's just, he's just fucked it, hasn't he? Let's be honest. And it's either stop it with your arm, just do something, I guess, or Troy has got a tap in, hasn't he? So, yeah, it's just one of the moments in it. It's just, a, it's just, it's just brain, head loss. What was that, sorry? Why didn't he use his feet? Why doesn't he use his feet? So you're saying he made the right decision. You mean oh, no, no. the right decision in court. <laughs> no, no, as soon as he's, as soon, the thing is with the keeper, as soon as you make the decision, if you make a mistake, it's a goal, isn't it? Normally, and it, like it's just the problem is, he shouldn't be what the edge of his, the left, sorry, his left hand corner of his box, twenty five, thirty yards out trying to clear the ball. But as soon as he's made that decision and committed, he's just he's just made it's just a well, he shouldn't be there for one, and then when he's got there, he's fucked it, hasn't he? That that's what's happened. It's just a monumental <laughs> error. So if he made that decision, he should have gone through with it and at least cleared it rather than, yeah. He almost forgot where he was, didn't he? It felt like. And he apart just, oh, apart from Bert Leno doing a Chun-Li spinning bird kick, <laughs> I, I don't know what else he could have tried to do. He should have, he shouldn't have been attempting to come out that far and doing what he did. No, it's, no, nowhere. No. But the so, thing I mean, is, he's in mid-air, and he, that's the thing. He's, it looks like he's gone to head it. Stop, because he's actually eating. It's no good for a pod, is it visual? But it's like, he's sort of halfway up his body in the air, isn't it? So he's almost like his head's over here. He's nowhere near the ball with his head. So I don't know what he's tried to do. I don't think he knows what he's tried to do either, to be honest with you. So. Goalkeepers in short sleeve, short sleeve shirts just should not happen. Yeah, don't trust them. Don't no. trust them. Don't <laughs> trust them with your kids either. <laughs> so, I mean, apart from a few times where um, I think like Neto stunned Runnison's gloves... I don't really think William Jose... Uh, William Jose had uh, one chance where I think he stung Leno's gloves before we got sent off. We pushed for a third, but never really looked like coming, did it? And then 
as time goes on, you get to the last five, ten minutes, are you starting to panic? This is this is pure prime wolves. I'm going to blow with nine nine men at a two man advantage. What do you reckon, Andy? Well, we looked so comfortable until like the 85th minute, and then somehow. I think it was Bukayo Saka managed to worm his way inside two of our players and then pull, I know it was Bellerin, wasn't it? Then pulls it back and they get this glorious chance out of nowhere. And he just thought, Christ, we are going to blow this. And then we give away a free kick in the dying seconds, like just a complete nothing of a free kick, which they load the box for and just think we're, we're trying to make hard work for ourselves here. But luckily... Like their their shots never cleared our defence. Like it was quite easily blocked, so he didn't get testing um, Rui. So I think we managed the game pretty well from from when we were two one up and they were down to nine men. Could have been a lot more scary than it was in the end. I think. Definitely, as we I think we all wanted before the game was it was it was important to get the three points tonight, no matter how we did it. But I thought we we definitely made the most of the two man advantage and. We were very comfortable. We should have tried to get our goal. It was a bit better tonight with the with the advantage, really. So, get the win. After this little quick break, we'll discuss Leicester and we'll do a Twitter corner. Hi, everyone. Matt from Wolves Fancast here. If you're anything like me, time is of the essence these days. How am I meant to take training with my wonder kids on the managerial football simulation game that I'm not allowed to mention for legal reasons if I'm too busy worrying about my online media presence? Well, that's where our friends at PixelYetiMedia.com come in. They're not just web designers. They're a creative agency that cover all of your design needs from websites, brochures and signage to marketing, logo design and branding. So go check them out at PixelYetiMedia.com. They'll get you set up quicker than a Dharma Traore running at a terrified left-back. Speaking of which, who's got my baby oil? Hi guys, we're back. Lil Dan here, Wolves Fancast. Going to talk about Leicester now on the back of the Arsenal win. Guys, I think we sort of briefly touched on it earlier. Do we stick with the back four? Uh, or, do, or do we revert to, to five at the back? Obviously, bearing in mind that Leicester is still missing... May still be missing Jamie Vardy come the weekend. Are we pretty clear that we're sticking with the back four or not? I think, um, as the Mandalorian would say, this is the way, isn't it? Now, this is literally it. Now, like we've got a win. You can't revert back to a five after a win, can you? I think, even though we had the win, only came against nine men. This is the way, Dan. This is the way. I'm telling you, <laughs> like literally, the only way. Is... This is the only way now. Four at the back. Now, I just think, look, we've got. If this is the, if this is the future, whether it's going to be painful or not till the end of the season, we just got to persevere with it. The only way we're going to get comfortable with it and get attuned to it is by carrying on playing it. Like I mentioned earlier, I think we can play four at the back against Leicester because. I think Vardy is out. He's had a hernia operation, hasn't he? So I think he's out still for a few more weeks. No, he could not make it, apparently. No, he could. They well, said that he might make a game. I did read that on the uh, FPL community the other day on Twitter. I don't believe them. Don't trust them. So that wouldn't be ideal. Never trust the scouts. Uh, <laughs> no, g- genuinely, I just think we've got to fight five with five. Look, they're a good team and they've got some good players. You know, Madison, Barnes. 
Tielemans, Pereira, Castagna, you, you name it, they've got good attacking threats, you know, all over the pitch. And I think you just got to go toe to toe with them at the minute. Like, you know, just swing. Because I think if we just if we play passive or sit off them, they'll end up picking us off at some point, the way we're going at the minute. So I'll just trade punches with them, see where it gets there. So I briefly missed this segment in the, the Arsenal review. Come uh, Sunday, Leicester, who's your first name on the team sheet that was your man of the match against Arsenal? Kim? Um, well, it's got to be Martinez, hasn't it? If you say so, I mean, that's your Martinez's choice. Martinez's man of the match tonight for me. Um, and I don't think you can drop him because I think as soon as he scored that goal, you could see something switched on in his head and he was back on it again. So, but saying that against Leicester, what I am worried about is how good in, in midfield they are centrally with Tielemans, Madison, Barnes. And, and as Jordan says, there's no point going five at the back. Because inevitably we'll just we're gonna con- we're gonna concede against Leicester whatever team formation we play. I, you know they're good going forward. So I think the best way to do it, to go is just go with go with the same sort of team. Maybe not Kilman at left back, um, but the same formation at least, and just you know try and impose our attacking game on them because they they you know they're. they're conceded a few lately they've lost to Leeds so it shows that if you you know pile on the attacks like Leeds do then they are there for the taking I think that Leeds game was a uh, I watched it I think that's sort of the framework um you know that they just kept peppering them attacking them putting them on the back foot putting them under pressure and it worked and you know Leicester have lost a few games this season where teams have gone at them so I do think they're they're vulnerable themselves, so, you know, let's, mm. let's just go at them. Who was your first name on the team sheet, though, Jordan? Um, well, Matinho's second half was magic. Uh, I, I really like William Jose. I'm literally number one fan now. Get him in. Get him signed up. Get him in the FPL team. He's like a mix of Andy Much and Jimenez, ain't he? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think he's great. You know, he's yeah. I'll just, I think, I generally think he could get seven to seven and ten goals to the end of the season. That's one. That's my prediction. If he was to score seven goals against West Brom, would that be enough? He doesn't score any other game this season. <laughs> we score seven against West Brom. If it sends him down, but how it went the other week, they'll probably score eight if we score seven. <laughs> That, that's classic balls, mm. ain't it? Andy, who was your man of the match? Who was your first name on the team sheet uh, Sunday? Um, a lot of, for me, I think it was probably Samedo. I know we've all said how great Matinho was, but I thought Samedo was good both halves. That one mistake aside, I, I thought he had a really good game. He had an impact on it. Something a lot of people have been asking for him to do, he did. So, you can't really ask for more than that, personally. Uh, but I do agree. I think, I think Jordan's right. I think you've got to stick with four. Um, get Neto and get Trey all around the ball as much as you can. Try and get him round the back, down the wings against them. I think that's the best way to get Leicester. To be perfectly honest, 
for those that care, because obviously I've got an esteemed opinion on the fan cast, my first name on the team sheet Sunday would be Adama Traore. I think the way that he finished that game tonight, his confidence will be sky high. And I think he's the first name on the team sheet come Sunday. What's our um, quick score predictions for the Leicester at home game? I'll come to you first, Andy. Um, 2-0, Wolves. I think we'll win. Kim? Is it away or at home? Home. We're at home. We, we got beat away, we remember. Mm. Uh, hmm. 2-1. Wolves. I have to check them for a moment. Jordan? 4-3. <laughs> Wolves, speech. yeah? Yeah, well, yeah. Third time lucky. We'll get, you know, lightning strikes three times to say, don't we, apparently. <laughs> are we I, I assume we, what channel are we on on Sunday for those that don't know i.e. me Sky no, in it is it Sunday it was Sunday in it yeah Sunday at 2pm on Sky yeah. Sports Sky Sports News so church in the morning then 2 o'clock on Sky Sports you'd, you'd love to see it so I'll quickly jump over to uh, Twitter corner jump jump through some of the messages first one comes from Guisado de Cona would you rather get a European spot again but be eliminated in the group phase or finish 15th in the league? What? So qualify for Europe and get knocked out or come 15th? Yeah, get, get, go, get into the Europa League, get eliminated in the groups, um, group stage, bottom place or finish 15th in the league. Seems pretty easy, that one, doesn't it? But I, I even added bottom of the group stage. So you lose all six games in the Europa League or finish 15 from the league this season? Well, Europe, obviously. Yeah, Europe. <laughs> you, don't get, you don't get to go again, though, Jordan. Because, like, like I mentioned on my last podcast, we're never getting out of lockdown. Yeah. Well, yeah. Depends so who you've got, well in the so group. Got, so you see Wolves on a Sunday, you, we draw it on to Brighton, and then we get beat on the Thursday night by some Albanian team that we've never heard of. And that's just <laughs> the constant weeks of just being broken-hearted by Wolves. Do you want that, or do you just want a simple 15th-place finish? I don't know. I think I still want it, just because it sounds exciting. Like, there's nothing else to get excited about, is there, really? So, yeah, I'll take Europe, I think, and get battered every Thursday as well. <laughs> We're all sort of in agreement, are we? We're going to Europe either way. Mm, absolutely. We can just have a quick weekend in Benidorm or we get beat by Carabag or whatever. Um, Aimless Balls at B Townley says, did Vitinha bury Morgan Gibbs White with his performance tonight? He was okay. That chance that he missed at the end was quite poor. Mm. Yeah, I'm, like, don't get me wrong, Gibbs White's done nothing spectacular, but neither's Vitinha. Sadly for me, I, sadly for me, I think Morgan Gibbs White is burying himself with his social media activity in terms of getting involved in the spats. Not his, not, not, I think a lot of it's very uncalled for what's happened to him, 100%. And, mm. you know, he don't deserve that, but you've got to be able to rise above it. And I think that getting involved in it, Directly or indirectly, he's uh, not helping himself, to put it politely. I think he's just not doing himself any favours. If I was him, I'd just delete my Twitter account, I think. Stop doing the YouTube videos, Morgan. 
<laughs> yeah, and he's, he's causing himself more hassle than it's even worth. But then again, I think him and Vitinha, they haven't done, neither one of them has done anything to say that they should be starting a, a game for Wolves for me. You know, yeah, Vitinha scored a wonder goal against Chorley, but it was against Chorley and the goal he should have had it. So, yeah. Are you, I, the, are you in agreement and, and here, Andy, or, or, or these pair on a, a bandwagon of vitriol? <laughs> um, in, he's a young morning. lad with a social media account we all, yeah. we all occasionally post daft things he's still not learned that everything that he, do, he does is under a microscope but surely his exper- experience will come and he will do the right thing in the end I, I certainly hope so Like I do think there is a player in there probably not for us but like, I, I do want him to go on and have a decent career, but if he keeps doing dickish things like he is on Twitter. And let's be honest, there are grown men who should delete their fucking Twitter apps. So it's not like he's just a thing of youth and, and what have you. He does need to think about it. He's a professional player. They have standards that they need to abide by, rightly or wrongly. Clubs don't want to get people who are going to be dickheads online because it doesn't look good for a club. So he does need to think about it just for his future. I don't want to tell him what he needs to be doing, but he probably just needs to think about it a bit more carefully before posting shit online. A lot of other Twitter corner mentions that we had, one from our former esteemed leader, David Evans, and Scott WFC88, was just be positive. And I I think for the majority of the podcast, we have folks, it's it's been a long time coming, the win, a positive podcast, but I feel like we've we've reached a level now where we can keep soaring as as a... social media channel and as a football club so i'm going to quickly take us off to a tangent what food is acceptable to eat with tomato ketchup what's your limit i mean we had this conversation briefly off off recording and pretty much i eat a lot of things with ketchup where i probably shouldn't do what's what's your limit with ketchup andy Uh, to be honest i don't really do much sauce ain't for me the only time I have it is with like a cheese and potato pie. That's the only time I have tomato ketchup. I'd say, does nothing for me. Jordan, I ain't a ketchup fan either. Sorry, I'm just not. Not so a fan. You, sorry. Kim. <laughs> Kim, Kim, these pears. Well, I'd have ketchup with everything if I could, but well, I have, but I like sauce with most things, but. Yeah, ketchup, like Chinese, like people think that's weird, but I love, I have to have ketchup with my Chinese, like I can't stand. What? And to be fair, with the, like if I've got like a Chinese with chips or curry with chips, I still have tomato ketchup. Even though you've got like the curry sauce and stuff, I still love do, ketchup. Do you have the ketchup just for the chips or would you like put your rice and stuff in there? Oh no, just for the chips. Okay, well, that, that's Especially. a little bit more acceptable. Andy, yeah. let's, just, let's just ascertain these two are lizards on the podcast. It, it does There's lizard like people it, yeah. out there and these two are lizards. Ketchup yeah. eating lizards. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll happily say that I've put tomato ketchup on ready salted crisp. No. You've got to live a little. I'm a saucy guy. <laughs> <laughs> One last question before we call it a night. When you get dressed, is it trousers then socks or socks then trousers? Socks then trousers. What kind of monster puts their trousers on and then socks? That's just wrong. Oh, I'm trying. I'm, yeah, no, honestly. <laughs> yeah, tra- I'd put. I'm, I'm just, yeah, I'd put 
I'm thinking about lockdown life. Get out the PJs, the joggers to walk the dog. Yeah, jog, joggers, socks, out you go. But you put, do you put socks on over your joggers then or something? No, I don't tuck them in. I'm not a freak. I, I like oh. put, I wear my socks <laughs> properly. I don't tuck my joggers into my socks. Stop lying, John. You still wear a wool shirt over a jumper for match days. <laughs> <laughs> that's, just, that's just stewing it. Yeah, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Under Armour in the house. Doesn't, doesn't want to put the heating on. Tight git. And I think on that note, we'll call it a night. Wars and back to winning ways. We move on to Leicester on Sunday. Lady and gentlemen. Say your goodbyes. Andy. See you later, everyone. Jordan. See you later. Just a quick shout out to IB for Wolves. I said I'd be positive, and I think I've been positive. So no stick for me on Twitter tonight, please. Get the shots ready on the Balearic Islands. We're on our way. Kim. <laughs> Good night, everyone. And it's from me. Cheerio. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a new season we recommend. I'm Sam Bungie, one of the hosts of West Cork, a story about a community on the far south coast of Ireland that became a kind of paradise for people looking for a fresh start. And nobody knew their past. You could be who you wanted to be rather than who you really were. Then one newcomer was murdered and another was suspected of doing it. I see him in the market and really he's always trying to be normal and trying to get people to like him but we all know don't we listen to west cork now on acast acast, A-Cast. 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 recommends